1: warning the savage nation contains adult language adult content psychological nudity listener discretion is advised the westwood one podcast network presents the savage nation it's savage uncut unfiltered and raw home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Today we're very honored to speak with a man who's been around a very long time and knows the ins and outs not only of Washington but of reality, John Solomon, a great investigative journalist whose work over the years has exposed US and FBI intelligence failures before the September 11 attacks. The um, misuse of foster children and veterans in drug experiments by federal scientists—I'm not surprised at that—and the numerous cases of political corruption. He now serves as an investigative columnist and executive vice president for video at the Great The Hill. Joining us now is John Solomon on a very important Joe Biden issue. Mister Solomon, welcome to the Savage Podcast.
2: It is great to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
1: Well, it's a big deal. It's a big deal having the former head of the Associated Press on the show because you're one of the few. To be with you. No, you're one of the real reporters, and there aren't too many uh, in this country right now. And the issue for me is the Ukraine issue with Biden. Is it as real and as big as some are saying? And, And what is this really about? Is it about him or his son? Is it a tempest in a teapot? is it something that will get bigger or will be swept away by the media what do you think mr solomon
2: yeah it's a, it's a great question i actually think that ukraine is going to become uh, important for two reasons the biden candidacy will have to answer questions about uh, his conduct and his son's conduct in the country and it is there is growing evidence i have a column out this morning that a big part of the russia collusion narrative plot was hatched in Ukraine at the request of the United States government, working with Ukrainian officials to try to get dirt on Donald Trump and particularly Paul Manafort. So this morning I have a column out that divulges for the first time the obama white house brought ukraine authorities all the way over the pond in january 2016 that's right as donald trump is rising just before mm-hmm. the first primaries when he takes his improbable run to the presidency and they ask him during their meeting here could you help us find some new dirt on paul manafort we we uh we investigated him two years ago we couldn't get him maybe you can help us and that sets in motion a series of events in ukraine that by the time Manafort has gone from being a member of a lobbying firm close to uh, uh, President Trump's friend, Roger Stone, to now the campaign chairman, the Ukrainians are ready to drop their first missile on on the Trump campaign. And that was the release of a black ledger in Ukraine that showed Manafort was receiving monies from a Russian-backed political party in Ukraine. And, of course, that gave rise to scandal and is really one of the primary threads of the Hillary Clinton-funded story that Donald Trump must have a Russia problem, and it led to Manafort's resignation. But when we talk about collusion, there was all this talk about Donald Trump colluding with Russia. Uh, That never turned out to be true at all. There is significant empirical evidence that the obama administration the hillary clinton campaign the democratic national committee engaged with a foreign power ukraine in Hmm. dirt on donald trump so the tables have been turned
1: that that's wait there is so much in what you just said that (laughs) there is so much there it was an encyclopedia of several years and uh, i would i would boil it down to this John, how does Manafort fit into all of this? In other words, l- let me see if I can understand what you just said. You're saying there was no collusion between Trump and Russia, which, of course, we've all suspected for a long time was invented. And that it was a, a, an attack by the left or the Democrats, if you if you want to put it that way. Right. To cover to cover up their own their own collusion with Ukraine to destroy Trump. Is that more or less it?
2: That is, that is exactly what uh, what the evidence is beginning to show. Uh, we know of multiple contexts. We, now we have the Obama White House reaching out to the Ukraine, prosecutors asking for help. We have a Democratic National Committee contractor named Chalupa who met at the Ukraine embassy and solicited dirt on Paul Manafort, went to the Ukraine embassy here in Washington and solicited dirt on, on uh, Paul Manafort. We have an admission by the Ukraine government and by a a court in Ukraine that their NABU, which is their equivalent of the FBI, Mm. uh, that they knowingly and willfully leaked information on Paul Manafort to the U S media in an effort to influence the U S election in favor of Hillary Clinton. And we have an um, a audio tape that has now been released by a parliamentary member in Ukraine, in which a high-ranking law enforcement official in Ukraine is captured on tape saying, I leaked those Paul Manafort documents because I wanted Hillary Clinton to be president. And if that doesn't get you excited enough, here are, here's one other big piece of the puzzle. Um, uh, Nellie Orr, the wife of Bruce Orr, the Justice Department official, a contractor at the same Fusion GPS firm that hired Christopher Steele, all uh, was acknowledges in her testimony to Congress that her firm was getting dirt on Donald Trump from you guessed it,
1: Ukraine. And uh, and so you boy oh boy, this is getting bigger by the minute. So, no, the Do- now wait, we're going to get into this. We're speaking with John Solomon, um, an award-winning investigative journalist, not a commentator, a journalist. He actually digs into the the stories. Now, this started for me, Mr. Solomon, with this simplistic view of Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who um, was, at, at, let's make it simple, he profited from deals in Ukraine while Mr. Uh, Biden, his father, was vice president. And yet, as, as we dig into this, we're finding out this goes much deeper than that, correct?
2: It does. So here's the narrative of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It's it's best to do it in a chronology because it's a little complicated. So in early 2014, Russia invaded Ukraine. The Russian backed Ukrainian president gets thrown out and there's a revolution in Ukraine and a much more Western friendly president is installed in Ukraine.
1: Can Can you stop for one? Who was the president, if you don't mind, at the time it was thrown out?
2: Yes, so uh, Yanukovych was a Russian, sort of a Putin stooge inside of Ukraine. He's thrown out. Okay. And a new president named Poroshenko is installed and he Poroshenko is very friendly to the West. Uh he just lost re-election a few weeks ago. Uh believe it or not to a comedian in Ukraine, but Poroshenko was the western friendly guy. Yanukovych was the Russian guy whose party was paying Paul Manafort if you uh if you follow the connections
1: from the Why is Ukraine so critical critical to all of this? How did they become so critical to all of this uh, c- uh corruption?
2: It's the hub. And so at that very moment where there's a transition of power, and there's also that very tense moment of the invasion of Crimea by Russian forces. So a sovereign territory of Ukraine being invaded by Russia at the beginning of 2014. President Obama defers his authority and says, I'm making Joe Biden my point man in Ukraine. He's going to take care of this crisis. He's going to build out the new government. We're going to get this situation dealt with. And so Biden starts jumping across the pond and visiting Ukraine on a regular basis, meeting Mm -hmm. with the president. Well, a funny thing happens, not just a few weeks after Biden takes over the portfolio, a natural gas company uh, called Burisma Holdings in Ukraine hires uh, Joe Biden's son Hunter Biden to join its board and uh, that in and of itself is a little suspicious right there's no evidence that Hunter Biden had any experience in in Ukraine law or Ukraine uh, natural gas but he suddenly added to the board and uh, and so his son cashes in gets a great job in Ukraine and it goes on for a couple of years and then in late Summer and fall of 2015, Ukrainian authorities noticed something that troubled them. They started to see a board member in on this Ukraine natural gas company taking money out of the company and sending it to the United States in the form of consultant payments. Normally, board mm. members pay themselves maybe a fee as a board member, but you don't pay yourself consulting work as well as considered ah. self dealing. Well, Hunter Biden is paying his firm back in the United States, one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars a month starts flowing in. How how, how long did this go on? Chunk of change.
1: How long did this go on? One hundred sixty-six k a month.
2: And it's just Mark Consulting. No more. No
1: more. Right. But how long did he receive these? For how long did he receive these payments? How many months do we know?
2: Of 2014 through December of 2015, and I'll tell you why December it stops most likely. But Ukraine authorities see this, and they're already investigating Brisma because there was some other corruption in the company, ah. aiding Hunter Biden's arrival there. Uh, the, the company had been written, run by a, a cabinet member in, under the old Yanukovych regime. And while he was the head of the environment, he was giving himself all the licenses to drill for future natural gas. So it looked wow. like self-dealing, right? A cabinet official sure. in on his own on his own thing. So they were already looking at the company. They discovered these transfers, and it's a big amount of money. Now, 166000 is a lot of money for any day, everyday Americans. In the big-picture scheme of corporate America, it seems like a small amount. But Ukraine yes. was very... Cash short. It was in danger, literally, of going bankrupt. So, one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars flowing out of that country per month out of a small company is a lot of money. It caught the Ukrainian authorities' attention. They're, they have a wide-ranging in criminal investigation, and they they determine in late fall, twenty fifteen, according to the very records I've seen in Ukrainian court that they want to interview Hunter Biden. Why are you taking this money as a board member? What is it for? And is there any chance the money is really to influence your father, who is a vice president in charge of Ukraine policy? Mm -hmm. It is at that moment that Joe Biden steps into the picture in a different role. He -hmm. has a conversation with President Porchenko, now the Western-friendly president, and tells him, I want you to fire the general prosecutor who is in your country. I want him gone. What has he done wrong? Don't worry. He's done something wrong. Just get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Well, the president doesn't oblige. And uh, President Porchenko continues to leave that uh, prosecutor general, a guy named Shokin, in charge for several months. Multiple requests come in from both the vice president and the U.S. embassy demanding that they uh, fire this prosecutor. President Porchenko doesn't have a reason to fire him. Well, the reason occurs in March of 2016, four months after Joe Biden made the first request for the prosecutor to um uh be fired joe biden makes a call and says if you do not fire that president Mm -hmm. i am going to withhold the next one billion dollar in u.s loan guarantees to ukraine oh my god (laughs) u.s policy this is a devastating threat because ukraine is so cash short if it doesn't get that next round of, uh, of u.s dollars it, uh, and U.S. loan guarantees, it will default on its loans worldwide, and it will be in a major financial crisis. So this isn't just a little swat. This is a big, giant mallet of threat. Well, at that point, President Porchenko finally obliges and, and fires the prosecutor. During the time right after the prosecutor is fired, the case is taken out of the prosecutor's office, moved to this unit called NABU. Remember, that's the same NABU that I just told you leaked the Manafort documents and helped the yes. Obama administration create the Manafort narrative. Well, they sh- NABU gets the case and they shut it down and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are out of trouble for the rest of the 2016
1: election. Oh, let, let me interject here. Did Did any of this possible controversy, which is a real controversy, have anything to do with Biden not running in 2016, do you think? It's a
2: great question. We don't know. There's a funny moment in November 2015, right, as this thing is starting to bubble up. And just before Joe Biden makes the first request to the president to fire the prosecutor, the New York Times has this little story saying, you know, Joe Biden has a Ukraine problem. It doesn't look terrible that his son's mm. in Ukraine while he's in Ukraine policy. It looked like a fastball up around Uh, Joe Biden's chin to maybe keep him out of the race. Who might have thrown that fastball? Well, the last person Hillary Clinton would like in the race is Joe Biden. Oh,
1: oh my God! There's a lot of whoa. That that's that's amazing.
2: A lot of speculation in Ukraine that that was a fastball designed to tell Joe Biden, "Don't come in this race late, jump in late, get out of my lane, because if not, we're going to play this card out." And it makes
0: so.
1: Wait, this is critical to today.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. All right, we're living in crazy times. Things happen. We don't expect them. So when an emergency strikes, what's your first impulse? You say, well, I'll go to the grocery store. I'll get water and food. Well, if it ever happened that there's real chaos, you think you're going to get into that grocery store, you're liable to find empty shelves like we saw recently in Venezuela. Now, there's a way to avoid this, and it's real, and it's simple. You use today to make a plan for tomorrow, to prepare for tomorrow. A practical place to begin is storing food in your home. I have done it for years. I'm prepared, and I use my Patriot Supply for my food storage. You can also do this so you're ready for earthquakes, hurricanes, long-term power outages. God knows what. But what about civil unrest in this crazy nation? How hard is it for you to figure out that you start with a four-week emergency food kit, you order a few at a special price and you save $100 when you go to this website prepare with savage.com prepare with savage.com prepare with savage.com i'm i'm saying it over and over again because this amazing kit includes breakfasts lunches and dinners that last up to 25 years prepare with savage.com now you know why because when it's breaking news it's too late to prepare i want you to do this now so there are no surprises do what i did prepare with savage.com Please get your emergency food this week from My Patriot Supply at preparewithsavage.com. And you could store it in a nice dark closet if you only have an apartment. Of course, you can put it in a basement. You can put it in a nice attic space. I keep it in a closet with photographs away from heat and light. Just go to preparewithsavage.com. You get breakfasts, lunches, dinners that last up to 25 years. And then you're ready for an emergency. Power goes out, hurricanes, earthquakes, civil unrest. Please, for your sake and safety, go to preparewithsavage.com. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. He announces just yesterday or the day before that he's running now against Trump in 2020. Why is this issue not going to come up to haunt him again?
2: Well, that's a great question. It potentially very well could. And the reason why is a long time after all this was Joe Biden and Hunter Biden probably were convinced this was settled. The new general prosecutor of Ukraine, a guy named Lusenko, discovers very recently a a videotape. And in that videotape, (laughs) which was recorded in the United States, Joe Biden brags uh, to a group of diplomatic experts I got the general prosecutor in in uh, Ukraine fired, and I did it by holding their loan guarantees up. He basically admits to what I just told you. Wait, he, he
1: he he boasted about this. He does on a tape. Yep. Wait, wait, where where is this tape? Uh it's embedded in my column. And uh, wait, wait, I just heard from my producers; we have it. <laughs> It's worth listening to. It's a funny. Well, we're going to insert it into this podcast. I can't wait to hear it today. This is a mystery novel. This is as deep as a mystery novel gets. Uh, And it's, it's a little intimidating in a certain way, because when we're playing in this game, you particularly, John, you are really stirring up a hornet's nest here, aren't you?
2: On both sides of the ocean. There are people in Ukraine that are very uh, concerned about how far this corruption or these appearances of corruption may go. Uh, There's a presidential election that was just settled. A new president is coming into power. So both in Ukraine and the United States, there are a lot of interest in, in these stories. But here's the big moment that I think potentially creates a problem for, for mm. the president. Lusenko, the new general prosecutor, announced on our TV show here at the Hill, the Hill newspaper, that Mm. he reopened the Burisma investigation specifically because Joe Biden acknowledged getting the old prosecutor is fired. Lusenko said he did not know until that moment his predecessor had been fired because of pressure from Joe Biden. When he found that out, he was concerned it might have had a corrupt intention, and he has reopened that investigation.
1: Oh, my goodness. So they're reopening it in Ukraine right now.
2: And here's the funny part. They have been trying for the last few months to get evidence into the United States so that the new Attorney General, Bill Barr, could also look at it because they believe there are questions on both sides of the... uh, Listen, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, unlike President Trump, who didn't get this during the entire Russia case, should be presumed innocent until people explore the evidence.
1: Okay. Real questions.
2: Why is this money transferred? Why was the case shut down? Well, these Ukraine prosecutors have been trying to get... Uh, permission from the U.S. Embassy in Kiev to come to Washington, deliver a body of evidence. And every time they've asked for the visa, they've been turned down, been unable to leave the country to deliver this evidence. And so last night, the president said, I would like my attorney general, Bill Barr, to look at this evidence. And I have every confidence because he's such a good AG that he will go get this evidence and look at it. So you have the Ukraine investigation and now the very real possibility that what the Ukrainians know about what happened in America might come here to the United States. I think that's a pretty big uh, uh, moment of a pause for Joe Biden in his campaign.
1: There's so much information in this interview that I'm wondering what the take the take home message thus far would be for the average listener. Let's see. If I, as the uh, narrator of this podcast, can follow this, there's corruption surrounding Joe Biden and his son in Ukraine. They were looking into it in Ukraine. The man who was looking into it was fired. Joe Biden then boasts that he got him fired. Meanwhile, his son made a lot of money, a fortune by any standards, uh, off an appointment that was made because Biden was in charge of running the Ukraine uh, situation for, for Mr. Obama. Okay, now let's go forward to Biden announces the other day he's now running for the presidency. And I haven't seen much about this other than written by you on The Hill and, of course, a little bit on the TV shows that cover this kind of stuff. Do you believe any of this will affect Biden's bid for the Democratic nomination and and his potential race against Donald Trump?
2: I think at some point even his 2020 Democratic rivals will use this as a question on the campaign. Ah,
1: okay. So even the Sanders, Bernie's Bernie's people could pick up on it.
2: Sure. I mean, it's a legitimate question to ask. Why was your son getting money while you were in charge of the policy? And why did you get the fire prosecutor? By your own words, why did you go fire that prosecutor? I think at some point it likely comes up there. I think the bigger threat for for the vice president would be if the Ukrainian authorities really have evidence of wrongdoing, do they deliver it here? or does the attorney general Barr, who's a no-nonsense law and order guy, does he look at it and make a decision to do something? I think those are the two tracks where where, uh, vice President Biden could face a pretty significant amount of questions.
1: Where is Hunter Biden the son today? He had a, a firm called Rosemont Seneca Partners LLC that was receiving according to your article <clears throat> into one of its accounts about $166,000 a month from the Burisma Natural Gas Company from spring 2014 through fall of 2015. That's, That's while his dad uh Vice President Biden was the main U.S. official dealing with Ukraine and its relations with Russia. Where is that firm? Is that firm still in business?
2: Uh, yes, both are still in business. Both are still around. I try, I've tried many times to reach Hunter Biden, but have not been able to get a call back. Um, at the, <laughs> I'm shocked by that. Really? Yeah, not, not surprising. And, and a lot of times people lie low when these stories come out. That's not uncommon. Uh, but I do think that at the end of the day, one of the big headlines for me when you're dealing with Ukraine with all of its silliness and you know there's a lot of Russian misinformation in Ukraine, there's a lot of corruption in Ukraine, there's a lot of politics that go on in their law enforcement system. You always want to be extra careful as a reporter that you're not just pegging things on, on the Ukrainians. As I did my research and I, I heard from the prosecutor in Ukraine, listen, there were $3 million that moved forward. I started nosing around and a funny thing happened here in the United States in an unrelated corruption case in New York City, Mm. the FBI managed to seize records of uh rosemont seneca transfers that were coming through a bank in new york and sure as heck just as the Ukrainian said the fbi documents that were gathered each subpoena show the same three million dollars flowing into um uh the rosemont seneca account and then you can see a certain amount of that money coming out of that uh account each month so it comes from ukraine into rosemont seneca's account and then from rosemont seneca A portion of it is going into the personal coffers by each month. And so you'll at least see the flow of money that the Ukrainians allege. We know that that existed.
1: How did they think they were going to get away with this? This is actually bewildering to me. This is such a big deal. Of course, the reason they've gotten away with it so far is because of of the media. Other than you, no one was reporting on this, right?
2: Yeah, no, listen, well, the New York Times did one, as I mentioned, one fastball back uh, up uh, in uh, November 2015 before Biden managed to get the prosecutor fired. I think the firing of the prosecutor accelerates in some way the the interest in this case, because you now know Joe Biden admits he did it and he clearly had a motive to do it. Was that his motive? We'll have to ask him. He hasn't answered the question yet. But I do think that. more and more people are starting to stir i've I've run across in recent weeks reporters from the washington post new york times and abc news who are in ukraine asking questions now so it's possible other mainstream media organizations will cover it but uh it is a serious question and uh and i think uh, anyone running for the presidency is going to have to answer about it and i think at some point joe biden will get asked these questions
1: wow So this is going to get bigger. Now, you're saying that the Trump administration is on to this. Do they know about it?
2: They do. Last night, the president said he was fully aware of them and that he, had a, uh, he was aware that the Ukrainians had been trying to get this information to the U.S. Justice Department and hadn't succeeded, and the president said back he had a high degree of confidence his Attorney General Bill Barr would go get that. That's the first time we knew that at, the pres- at the, our own president's level that this information was known, and it, it seemed to be a clarion call from him to a very capable attorney general, that um, that he would like to see the attorney general look at that, and it'll be interesting to see what transpires in the next uh, few weeks and months.
1: Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, hiring used to be very hard. You had to go to multiple job sites. You had to go through stacks of resumes. It was a very confusing review process. But look, today hiring can be very easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash savage. They're the best. Why do I say they're the best? First of all, ZipRecruiter sends the job you want to fill to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then invites them to apply to your job. But wait, it gets better. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match for the job you're offering. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. i got to repeat that one, right? You're looking for an employee. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate through this site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. com slash savage. Do you have a job that you want filled? Go to com slash savage. You have a job that you're looking to fill? You want an employee who's good? ZipRecruiter.com slash S-A-V-A-G-E zip recruiter the smartest way to hire home of borders language culture the savage nation of course they're probably going to hold their fire until we get closer to the election in order to make sure it doesn't come and go before the election however given the proclivities of the media i doubt this is going to be as big as the uh uh, russia collusion (laughs) accusations against mr trump uh This is a big deal, and I wonder if it will stick, and I wonder what you think about, in general, in general, do you think Biden is a real threat to Trump? Just in general, not about this.
2: You know, I think we're a long way from knowing that, right? The first question for Joe Biden is, can... A 76-year-old person who's now, you know, once was considered to the left in his party is now really a moderate. When you take a look at how far the party has moved left, can he even survive the primaries? Can he even get to the point where Mm. he gets a chance to challenge the president? Right now, you saw today the economic numbers are extraordinary, right? 3.2 percent growth in the last quarter in the economy. That is a pretty significant record of economic success that the president can run on. Last night and over the last several days, the president has made clear he doesn't fear Joe Biden i think he called him sleepy joe as i recall um but you know we're a long way from knowing that i think the bigger question for joe biden is long before he has a chance to get uh, a shot at donald trump he's got to see if he can even win his party's nomination his party has moved so far to the left
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that uh, he actually looks like a moderate now and i think that that's a real challenge for him you've got these youthful uh uh, uh, green new deal uh, advocates and then you got bernie sanders sitting quite a bit to the left of uh of joe biden and i don't think he can credibly shift that far left and still keep uh, the persona that is joe biden so i think he has a much bigger challenge in the primary before we ever talk about a trump challenge
1: my, my position on it which is of interest to my audience only is that biden is a threat if he sticks to the middle of the road and is a steadying sail of the democrats if he can if he can bypass the half cortex crowd uh and literally appeal to the working person and not get into the attack on so-called yeah. white racism and this and that and and, and avoid all of the clap uh the, the platitudes of attacking white people attacking america if they stop that and biden comes along and says I represent stability. I represent the America that was here before Trump uh, disorganized everybody and turned everybody. I'm going to bring America back to a center if he can do that. But I agree with you. I don't think he can. I don't think he can resist the radicals in his own party. And I think they're going to destroy his campaign even before he gets too far.
2: I think that's a real challenge. I agree with you. I mean, one of Joe Biden's appeals to the establishment Democrats is his long connection to the blue collar class that, that Donald Trump so ably, you know, uh, brought aboard into his campaign in 2016. I think Biden among all the people in the current race has the most credible ability to communicate to that class. Uh, But then things like the Burisma story cut against that, right? You're not really a working class guy if your son's taking $3 million (laughs) out of Ukraine, off your policy. So he's going to have these contradictions about himself, right? Yeah, you're a blue collar guy, but you're playing the swamp game now. I think that's another challenge that he'll face in um, in this primary.
1: John Solomon, I want to ask another question. You know, all these years that Biden's been in politics, how many years has it been? 40, 30? Oh,
2: 30, 40, 40 years, yeah, right. 40
1: years. And he's and yet he's made no money while in office. He lives a very, I think, a very frugal, simple life. He's one of the few who has not cashed in. And one of my jokes on the radio show is is that he's, he's so dumb he hasn't cashed in on his positions of power. Is that still true, or are there any other s- scandals waiting to be uncovered about Joe?
2: That's a great question. I think whenever you see a person who's been in public service this long, you want to scrutinize everything they've done. Uh, and also, a lot of times in politics, money is routed to family members instead oh. of um, uh, the, the immediate uh, person. And, you know, we saw this with Harry Reid's children, got a lot of success in Nevada oh. by Harry Reid, although Harry Reid himself became a millionaire while on the public goal. But, uh, you know, we, there are instances, and so I think this next three to six months, all of these presidential candidates, their backgrounds are going to be scrutinized and their business interests and their family's business interests are going to be scrutinized. And Joe Biden has the longest period of history other than Bernie uh, Sanders to explore. And so I think you will see a lot of stories and we'll be able to answer a lot more about is Joe Biden still... Uh, A a relatively modest means uh, Vice President I think he's done pretty well Since he left the office With speaking fees So I'm sure he'll be A little wealthier Than he was When he left The Obama administration But uh, it's a good question And we don't know And we need to look At his family And all the other elements And then we'll get A more complete picture Of that The first process starts When he files his Ethics statement As a presidential candidate We'll get a new glimpse For the first time In two years Of what his financial portfolio Looks like Versus when he left office
1: Who's running his campaign? They're pretty brilliant because the first picture we saw of him after the announcement, as I saw in the Drudge Report last night, was old Biden on an Amtrak train all alone. No security, no guards, no entourage. There he was, ordinary Joe on a commuter train. Who figured that one out?
2: Well, it didn't take the media a hard time to figure out because I'm sure they were all tipped off to it. You know, it was a staged event, but it's authentic for him. When I was a young AP reporter, I would go back and forth to New York from the Washington office and it wouldn't be uncommon on a, on a, on a Monday or Tuesday to see Joe Biden get out in Wilmington and come down to Washington. And he would, I remember a time or two where he was kind enough to come by and talk to me as a reporter and hmm. he kind of reveled the, uh, the Amtrak quarter as sort of an everyday writer. So it's an authentic thing, though I think that moment was clearly Created. There were too many reporters staking out to find it that uh, it, I doubt it was an organic moment. But it is It is the way he used to travel when he was a senator. Yeah, but it's
1: pretty brilliant for them to figure this out as the first public photo after the announcement. And I'm starting to think he has a very smart campaign director to have done this immediately, especially when you pose that picture against the imperiousness of the of the Trump administration with the gold Easter eggs, the glitz and glitter. I think Joe's going to present the ordinary guy who uh, is going to bring back stability and normalcy if he if he wins. Again, I'm not hoping that he wins. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just looking from the outside in rather than a supporter of Trump or a, a supporter of, of Biden. I'm certainly a supporter of Trump up to a certain point. I'm not too happy with the border issue at all. I think it's porous. It's worse than it was under Obama, and we've gotten a lot of promises that haven't been delivered so we have issues that have to be resolved, uh, as well with that one. But Biden, I think at this point is an interesting threat rather than a, uh, a permanent threat. And I don't know if he'll be the front runner. Do you have any comments about Bernie Sanders now that I have you and have your attention, John? What, what is, is Bernie Sanders going to make it to the finish line?
2: You know, there's an interesting dynamic uh, that when you talk to pollsters, we have a show here at the Hill that actually just is all pollsters. It's like Sports Center for pollsters, called "What America's Thinking." Oh. A lot of smart people have come through that show and then also on our other show here in recent days, and one of the things they say is when you have 20 candidates in the field and even if it shrinks down to 10 or 7 that's still a very large field as you're going through a very rapid set of primaries. And somebody who has a very strong base, that 30% base, just like we saw with Donald Trump when the rest of the field was split up, if you have a core base that will hold together in every state you can run up a lot of delegates while the rest of the delegates are being splintered among 10 or 20 other options I think that when you talk to the professionals on the ground, Bernie Sanders has good institutions in a lot of these states left over from 2016, and he's mm-hmm. got that sort of Trump-like base that's going to stick with him no matter what, mm-hmm. and as long as the field stays large, it doesn't shrink down to a one, two, or three-person choice, he has the chance to roll up a lot of delegates while the rest of the Field is is splitting up the delegates in much smaller marts. And another thing that Bernie Sanders learned painfully from twenty sixteen was Hillary Clinton beat him um, predominantly on the strength of the super delegates. Bernie Sanders has spent his entire last 4 years learning how to woo super de- delegates and get them in his corner as well, something the other newbies on that stage may not know how to do yet. Uh I do think from a strategic standpoint he has some advantages. I just don't know if America will ever elect a socialist to be either a nominee or uh, a presidential candidate and I think that that's the um that is the big question that that we don't know yet.
1: The tall man in the pressed suit versus the uh, short man in the crumpled suit. It's going to be a very wow. a very, in, a very wow. interesting dynamic, and uh, I'm talking only in images. You know, who's this old guy in a crumpled suit with a tuna fish stain on his lapel uh, who's an octogenarian running against this giant of a man who's been president? I, and I don't know if it's going to go beyond that for the average Joe out there. I want to thank... Mr. Solomon for being with us, John Solomon. He's a very, very important reporter. He's not an ordinary reporter. He's one of the great investigative journalists of our time. And I want to direct you to the um, video at The Hill. How do they log on to that one, Mr. Solomon?
2: Uh, if you go to com and just uh, search on Joe Biden, you'll find that article. It's a couple weeks old now, so you have to use search. But um, you'll find it the second you put Joe Biden's name in there.
1: But you you are the editor of, of the video area of the hill
2: yes i run a, a, a division of the hill called hill.tv we have a couple shows uh, rising in what america's thinking uh and uh, we're growing uh quickly as part of the larger growth of the hill and uh, very fortunate to be here and have a platform to to do this type of reporting
1: unbelievable and i want to thank you for your insights and uh, not only that but the quickness of your delivery which i'm not used to
2: thank you so much for the interest in my story and, and spending the time with me I really enjoyed it thank you so much
1: the Westwood One Podcast Network